The U.S. House will vote today to pass the debt limit bill in the U.S. so that the Senate would have time to approve it before the exit, which is next Monday. But some hardcore Republicans don't seem apparently happy about Mr. McCarthy's compromise with Joe Biden on spending cuts. So the sentiment is a bit murky today, but hope is life. So welcome. This is Swiss Code's Daily Market Talk. The U.S. two-year yield fell sharply yesterday while the S&P 500 ended the session flat after hitting a fresh high since last summer on optimism that the U.S. politicians will finally agree to raise the debt ceiling in the U.S. The House will actually vote today to decide whether the debt limit bill gets approved at time to get a Senate approval as well by next Monday deadline. After that, the U.S. could actually default. The problem is that at least 20 conservative Republicans of the House actually rejected Kevin McCarthy's compromise on debt ceiling with President Joe Biden, saying that the spending cuts are not enough. And one hardcore dude called Dan Bishop of North Carolina actually also threatened to vote to ooze Mr. McCarthy because he capitulated to Democrats. Now, Democrats, on the other hand, are not fully happy and satisfied with the compromise either as they, on their side, think that spending cuts are not cool at all. But in reality, the deal, so this deal between Joe Biden and Kevin McCarthy actually freezes this discretionary spending in the U.S. for the next two years. So these discretionary spending excludes much important stuff like Medicare and social care, which are actually the weighty components in that budget. And so it will only have a minor impact on around 20 trillion U.S. dollar worth of budget deficit projected for the next decade. But the thing is, even though it's just freezing the discretionary spending, that's a form of spending cut in real terms because the higher the inflation, the higher the real size of the spending cuts. But then the federalism is all in to fight that inflation in the US. So in summary, no one is happy in this equation, but that's what a compromise is, right? Saying yes to something without being fully, fully happy and satisfied so that you could avoid a self-induced world economic crisis, right? Anyway, we are going to watch all this today and any misstep at today's house vote today could actually send the US sales higher and the US stocks lower so far. Note that there has been a widening gap between the way the stock and bond markets actually price the threat of a U.S. government default risk, while the U.S. sovereign bonds cheapened across the board and violently at the short end of the curve, where stock investors were actually quite confident that a debt ceiling deal would actually be reached, and they didn't really consider uh, the rising U.S. yields to stop buying. So nothing really prevented them from buying stocks. And even the fact that the Federal Reserve's hawkish sense has a material impact on the U.S. yields upside trajectory since the bank's stress tip, well, stock markets just kept on climbing to fresh highs since last year. And looking at how Nasdaq, for example, behaved since the bank's stress rebound in the yields, well, you could barely, barely guess that these are interest rate sensitive stocks. But 
what they actually are and that makes Nasdaq really vulnerable to any further upside pressure in the US yields due to the Fed tightening and lower liquidity in the markets overall due to a post ceiling deal recovery in Treasury's general account balance remember which will suck nearly half a trillion US dollars off liquidity out of the market as soon as well, the US Treasury could issue debt again. But for now the euphoria led by Nvidia actually continues in technology stocks. Yesterday Nvidia gained up to 7% and it joined the $1 trillion valuation club shortly where you only have monstrous names like Apple, like Amazon, Alphabet and Microsoft and now well Nvidia. Well Nvidia actually closed the day just around 3% higher lower than the $1 trillion valuation but above the $400 psychological mark on its stock it is now by far the most valuable chip maker on the face of this earth but we know that a part of all this is speculation I can't tell you how much of it is speculation but I can tell you quite clearly and confidently that a part of it is clearly speculation because the price chart now starts looking like well the meme stocks back in 2021 right the stock now trades at more than 200 times its earnings while this PE ratio so the price to earnings ratio was just below 60 level in October when the rally in Nvidia shares started but finally AMD's PE ratio dwarfs Nvidia's as AMD now trades at nearly 670 times its earnings while the PE ratio was just below 40 back in September last year and even though we can't call it a bubble before it bursts because that's the definition of a bubble it's not a bubble until it bursts it looks like the AI stocks are in a bubble right now but how inflated that bubble could get is anybody's guess because remember back in January 2021 while well, GameStop went from $5 to $120 a share Rivian on the other hand was worth more than Ford and GM combined soon after its IPO at the time it had only sold around 150 cars and bad Bath and Beyond which was also in the radar of aggressive buyers last year just went well bankrupt earlier this year now I'm not saying that Nvidia should be compared to stocks like GameStop or Bad Bath and Beyond but what I'm trying to say here is that when speculation enters the game well the sky is the limit in terms of pricing apparently in the AI craze though human extinction could be the limit according to some industry leaders out there so it's not only the price that's science fiction in this whole story with Nvidia but the reality check is that Nvidia like other Nasdaq stocks out there is rate sensitive and cannot be rate hike proof if the Federal Reserve continues its fight against inflation it would however also be a good thing uh, for the Federal Reserve members to actually consider pulling at least some liquidity out of the market as well because the Federal Reserve's balance sheet is still worth more than what it was worth before the bank crisis hit the US back in March but because the Federal Reserve is now super super careful not to shoot any other regional banks in the US well to the ground while the game the Federal Reserve's game is being played on the rates field so hawkish Federal Reserve and some safe haven inflows due to the well sticky debt dealing talks in the US actually give support to the US dollar again this morning whereas note that the US dollar lost ground against most majors yesterday the euro dollar recovered 
recover to around 107.50 uh, level, but trades below the 107 mark this morning, while the dollar yen tipped a toe below the 140 psychological mark, and well, actually stays there this morning on warnings of a potential currency intervention from the Japanese officials if the Japanese yen weakened just too much against the US dollar as they did back in September and October last year after the dollar yen hit 150 scary level at some point. In the energy space, well, crude oil tanked nearly 5% at yesterday's trading session and tipped a toe below the $69 per barrel level at some point on worries that Russia may not want to follow OPEC's production cuts next month and that internal conflicts within OPEC Plus may prevent the cartel from reducing supply in a way to give a jolt to oil prices. Now, note that there is little chance that we see the kind of discord that we saw back in 2020 between OPEC and Russia as the Ukrainian war actually strengthened big time the ties between the two allies between Russia and OPEC but any Russian veto uh, to further production cuts could materially reduce OPEC's power of hit on oil prices as even when OPEC and Russia move in tandem to reduce production well the price rallies actually happen to be short-lived and that's obviously mostly due to the pessimism and the disheartening regarding the Chinese growth numbers. And again, well, the Chinese manufacturing PMI release earlier this morning showed that contraction in the Chinese manufacturing activity accelerated, unfortunately, in the month of May. And that instead of stepping back to the expansion zone, which was expected by analysts. So that Chinese PMI figure is also waiting on sentiment in all this morning. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeko Skardeshka and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your supportive and interesting feedbacks. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading. Music